0: From Commander's Palace Restaurant in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist, Peter Rusciutti. It's business New Orleans style.
1: Hi, and welcome to today's show. I'm Peter Rusciutti. Once a week, I have lunch at Commander's Palace and invite guests from the world of New Orleans business to join me. Today, I'm talking about the business of love. Valentine's Day is considered by some to be nothing more than one of those hallmark holidays fabricated by commercial interests to exploit our sentimentality. For others, it's a chance to show our romantic side. And for a third group, it's that day you call every restaurant in town, can't get a reservation, and try to convince your wife that Deanie's in Bucktown is romantic in its own way. Whichever group you fall into, last year, collectively, we spent $9.3 billion on Valentine's Day. My Valentine's guests at lunch today are Courtney Della Fiora and Joel Dondas. Courtney is a boudoir photographer whose company, the Boudoir Vixen, brings out every woman's inner beauty in lingerie. And Joel is the founder and CEO of Sucre home of sophisticated chocolates and other sweet delicacies. Courtney, you started out as a photographer and have come to specialize in boudoir photography. I'm interested in that career path, but maybe first you could uh, give me an idea of what boudoir photography really
0: is. Um, To me, boudoir photography is really a classy um, way of shooting women to boost self-confidence. It's done where they come in with their lingerie. It's kind of like a Victoria's Secret shoot so they get to sort of feel like a supermodel for a day and it's done in a very classic timeless way and it's also a benefit for for their significant others to s- give them as a gift you know for Valentine's Day for example
1: Wow, now I, I saw the shots cuz you have a wonderful book here and they are um they're they're not what some people would think they're 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 titillating
0: and all but they're they're classic kind of timeless shots uh, is that tough to get so to, to photograph it? Yeah. It's 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 challenging sometimes but ultimately I believe it takes a really, you know, unique gift to be able to make any woman, no matter her age, shape, size, to be able to feel comfortable in front of a camera, but also, you know, in lingerie, it's really difficult. It can be difficult. But it's uh it's something that I really pride myself in being really good at. Um, I love being able to help a woman bring that confidence back and really be able to help her feel good in her own skin.
1: So it's kind of a a little bit of psychology in there. There there is, definitely. Wow, that is great. Now, Joel, um, you were an accomplished and very successful New Orleans chef and restaurateur. What led you to the world of chocolate and, I dare say, decadence? Well, thank you, Peter. It's great to be here today. What led me to um, the world
2: of chocolate and decadence? Um, Well, I guess sweets have been in my my career uh, or my path uh, uh, my whole life. Uh, My sixth grade science project was a souffle. <laughs> so it's kind of been lurking, and then when I w- when I went to work in Germany, um, I worked at this very unique place. It was the old home of the Kaiser Wilhelm, called the Schloss Hotel. Warren Buffett used to stay there, and it's a very uh, very interesting guest. And um, down the street from the personnel house was a konditorei, so a candy shop, if you will, bakery and, ba- and bakery. It was quite unique, and. It was. It, I just loved it so much, and, and it, everything was delicious. So I became friends with the owners, and would go at night, and kind of, and just learned a little bit, and just saw the dynamic of the shop, and always wanted to do it. And then, so one after Katrina, um, first almost getting knocked out by Katrina, <laughs> and then finding a way to come back, uh, um, just decided I, I needed to do it. It was a dream. And uh, I, I had to live the dream. <laughs>
1: and um, it's, it's, it's had its challenges, but it's been great and uh, just having a blast. Well, I was just at a party uh, last weekend, and someone had one of your, your king cakes, kind of, a, kind of a silvery-looking king cake, and it was, it was delicious. Thank, right? thank you very much. But do you, um, it seems like the, this end of cooking would be um, particularly creative, right? I mean, it seems like... It, it's, it's so much fun, and it's just as creative
2: as being in a restaurant. Um, although the product span is a little broader, we we probably make 200 different products over a year between, so from gelato to to pastries, um, to French macaroons, chocolates, other confections, candy bars. Um, and so we're, we're always innovating. Um, and we have seven seasons to do it in.
1: Um, we overlap with a seasonal product, um, it's, I don't think it will ever stop. I don't know. When uh, you say seven seasons, are uh, you talking to kind of Valentine's Day, Easter? The, uh, yes. What, what are yes. the big
2: seasons for you? Are those the. Well, let's see. Uh, okay, so Mardi Gras. Okay. Valentine. Then we get into spring. Um, and so we kind of overlap spring into Easter, and then Mother's Day, Father's Day, and then summer. We generally place uh, uh, gelato and other ice cream products out there. Um, and then we get into fall so you have halloween and then later fall which is into thanksgiving time and then cr- and christmas um so it's ever-changing we've been developing packaging for the last five years and maybe we're 30 or 40 percent into it um we've, we're launching a mass market candy this year um we just trademarked the candy uh, we're very excited about that. We're hopefully going to launch it in New York at the Fancy Food
1: Show. Well, now, looking at your history, I mean, uh, your, your ownership in uh, Grand Isle and uh, Le Petit Grocery. Uh, I mean, you're you're a man with plans. Is there there expansion plans at Sucre? I mean, um, for Sucre, well, so we're bricks and mortar, e-commerce,
2: and B2B, um, and so on the bricks and mortar side we think that there's a likelihood of 20 to 50 stores and we're working on a, another store here in new orleans and then we're looking at texas um and we've been spotting locations um on the e-commerce side it's just it's growing every day i think this year it, it looks like it's going to grow 50 percent. it's grown almost 50 percent every year year over year um and then on the b2b side uh we have relationships with rouses other fi- and other fine retailers whole foods whole foods is a um been a major partner and um a partner in helping us uh bring forth the mac bubble which is this new trademarked um
1: mass market candy now no, e-commerce wouldn't work for a boudoir photographer you, you gotta physically be there that's the <laughs> thing it, yeah that's, right. that's that's what it's about. that's the <laughs> fun <laughs> part though yeah, right? they, <laughs> they, <yeah. Exactly. laughs> and as somebody who speaks italian uh della fiora is uh, of the flower so you've actually got a perfect name for this uh this job but your own background is uh, very very interesting you uh You had your formative years in Peru.
0: I did. I did. I was uh, a missionary kid, homeschool kid, too, so I got to spend a lot of my teenage years in South America, and so it really played, I think, a big part on who I am today and having compassion for others because I got to see, you know, so much poverty and so many things people that don't have as much as we have, so it really played a role in in having a more compassionate heart, which is what I feel I do have for women, and it's why they can come to me and feel comfortable.
1: And I, I'll ask the expansion question to you, too. I mean, are there plans for, because you mentioned you were probably one of the only ones in this in these the southern states.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really neat. We, we opened the studio, I mean, I've do, been doing boudoir for, you know, eight or nine years, but I just opened the studio about a year and a half ago in uh, South Louisiana, and I w- it's already grown so much. I mean, we've had clients fly in from all over America already and we've had several of them. And it, We have several clients drive in from all the southern states, all different areas of um, southern America and then we i would it is a my biggest ultimate dream would be to have more boudoir vixen studios all over america and maybe even the world one day because i would love to be able to reach as many women as i can not only be able to give them this opportunity to come and feel good about themselves and feel like a supermodel for a day but also you know to reach to them and give them a message of positivity which is that you are beautiful you are gorgeous god created you the way you are and you need to remember that you are beautiful
1: now, where does uh, what's the end product look like? Do people get a, a series of photos or like a, a big? Where, where, where would I see it? Sometimes you would see this in someone's home, probably not in the living room. Nah,
0: probably not. <laughs> there's uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Maybe the nightstand? <laughs> um, what most of our clients do is we, ha- well, we offer several packages. We have packages that have like little smaller black books, and then we have these like really elaborate leather albums that have these beautiful, gorgeous designs that we create custom for them. Um, so we have different options for our clients, just depending on what they're looking for. We also offer calendars and magazines and all sorts of things, really fun, just to Depending on what they're looking for, but yeah, I would say most of them probably give it to their significant other, and they you know keep it in the bedroom somewhere or something. Yeah, know?
1: that's that would be the that'd would, that would be the the recommendation along with the book. They uh, are <laughs> they now um, now Joel, you actually uh, found uh, you're you're not only from here, but you're, like your um, your descendants were like founded Louisiana <laughs> or something, right? They they created the first <laughs> chocolate <laughs> in Louisiana. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Maybe
2: they did. Maybe that's what brought it all around. <laughs> They should have. S- they should have shared some of that in their writings.
1: Because I remember when uh, that great, famous picture of Jean Lafitte eating the chocolate uh, brownie at the uh, at this at the shore. I remember that. They as, uh, yeah. they uh, what what now? So you've been your family's been here a long time. Ma- so my mother's family has been here
2: since uh, around 1750, and uh, wow. my f- I guess his fifth great grandfather um, Jacques Philippe Vilray was the first native-born governor of Louisiana in like
1: 1816. Sweet. It's Is that, that's a pre- it's it's the only cool. way to. <laughs> it's sweet to
2: be back here, you know. I, I, I didn't really plan on on being here. My father had cancer, um, um, in the early '90s, and so I, I came. I came back here. I, I was in Europe. I was going to stay over there. I was. It was fabulous. So you were in, you're in Europe. I was in Europe. I had been there three years. I really didn't have any plans on coming back when my father had cancer, and so I was like, "Well, I have to come to the closest food city," and I came back. And after. a... a um a couple of months i met emerald and he was opening you know emeralds and he's like uh why don't you just come try it out and i was like okay and a, a great relationship what a fabulous guy really taught me a lot and it's been very inspiring it's been good wow. a great friend today
1: and your training was you were cia uh- um, uh,
2: so um uh, i started in a kitchen a, a friend of my father's um was a a was a fairly famous chef. He made Brennan's famous in the late 60s. And, um, and so I worked for him as an apprentice. I started when I was 10, washing dishes and then picking turtle meat and doing all these other <laughs> kinds of things. And so I did an apprenticeship, a European apprenticeship. Then I went to the CIA, uh, graduated in 86. Then I went to Europe, came back in 90, and was um, Emerald's sous chef. Ran the kind of a nighttime show uh, until 93. And then started uh, Jewel Catering with $5,000 in a car. And today we're five companies... And 250 employees. I think we're going to add uh, 20 employees this year on the Sucre
1: side. What now? How do you um, when you how do you look at New Orleans now compared to when you lived here as a child, for instance, in terms of the business environment? Okay, well, I grew good? up in Lake Charles. Uh, okay, so I all right. grew up in Lake Charles. You were a but, Calcasieu um, kid,
2: yeah. right? Calcasieu kid. Um, but we used to come here all the time. It's fascinated, you know. Um, gosh, the visions, the deja vu's. Uh, but at, at any rate, um, you know. After coming back and, and then going off on my own, um, it was kind of crazy, you know, um, and I don't know <laughs> how I quite handled it, but the $5,000, the car, the getting started, Courtney, I'm sure you know what, it, what it's like getting started. You, somehow it just Absolutely. works out, you know, and you just have to trust things. Yep. Um, and, um, but I'll tell you, it was a new day um, un- with the unfortunate circumstances of Katrina. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a different world here. Um, and in, in many respects, just from a social standpoint, socioeconomic standpoint, it's kind of like anybody's game. And it's just been amazing. And um, people moving here, people that have moved here to work for us, um, the different talent stream, um, just the welcoming of, of new businesses and the, in, and the new business environment,
1: is, um, it's intoxicating. Well, that is good. that is good to you. I've got, now we've got a, a part of the program here that we like. We call it the checklist, and we just get a little get to know our get to know our uh, our guests a little bit better. And I wish we, you know, what this would be a great time to have Barry White music in the background. You know, <laughs> but it's um,
2: I can provide the, the chocolates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can even provide the champagne. if oh, <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's got the photography <laughs> going. <laughs>
1: let, me, let me ask you each the same question. A uh, uh, couple of these in here is um, who's your hero? Start with Courtney.
0: Ooh. who's my hero? Oh, that's a tough one. Um
1: doesn't have to be a superhero. Maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, my biggest hero is the pastor missionary in Peru that I kind of grew up under sort of he you know inspired me to be humble to want to help others and honestly it's where i kind of look to for that inspiration he's very very wise and very very giving man and um you know that's where i kind of could come in with this business is i want others to feel loved to feel cared for i want women to not only just come in and feel sexy and beautiful but to feel like they are cared for and they are beautiful so quite a bit different than people would perceive Exactly what I yeah. do, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. It's more than just sexy photos, and that's yeah. what we try to we you know try to portray to people on our website, on our blog, on our Facebook. We're constantly posting quotes on our Twitter and Facebook about you know uplifting women and making them feel, remi- reminding them they are loved.
1: That is, and Joel, uh, your hero. Uh, should uh, go I should go back and give the it. I've got it, I, I have to, give a lot <laughs> t- to
2: to two. It's really my parents, um, my father. Uh, was just an amazing fella who, um, who char- character, he was all about character and values. Hard working, um, I miss maybe that I'd, he worked so much I didn't see him as much as I would have liked maybe when I was a kid, but I have to respect, um, for him for, for everything that he did and for the his belief in me and allowing me to be me and supporting me and um in all the teachings and then my mother the same and she's around today and it's just uh it almost brings a tear to
1: my eye because yeah. it's
2: such a special thing because without them i wouldn't really be here
1: yeah, absolutely they now you you mentioned uh, we were joking around before the program but uh, what do you do on valentine's day as a guy who owns lots oh, of chocolate jeez god you, when i heard you mentioned going
2: to restaurants uh, oh gosh you, you kind of just gave me the vision um I'll, I'll cook for oh. my wife and my daughter. It's
1: you know, it's my gift of love. That, wow, that's and they don't do a thing, bad. and she, you <laughs> know, this, wow, that, geez, now that, that is very that is very romantic. Courtney, what, what do you do? You're in the love business. What do you do for Valentine's Day? Um,
0: every year is different, obviously, but um, this Valentine's Day, I mean, obviously, we'll be you know promoting our this boudoir vixen and what we do because it'll be on people's minds already but um you know i really this sometimes m-
1: that's always on men's minds oh, no so no absolutely so not much of a promotion absolutely really, right?
0: absolutely um but this valentine's day i really i plan on focusing on just um the people who don't have maybe a significant other and i plan on writing a long blog post about it's okay to be single you know it's okay mm-hmm. to, it's better to be single than be in a relationship necessarily with you know, someone that you shouldn't be in a relationship with. So That's I really plan on market. reaching out to those, those people this and Valentine's Day.
1: And, Courtney, what kind of music do you like?
0: I love all sorts of music. Um, my favorite would probably be... A lot of
1: Peruvian p- pan flute music, I think. <laughs> no, no absolutely uh, yes, not. not.
0: <laughs> no, my favorite music is really is alternative, and I also love um, movie scores. It's very inspirational for me. I find a lot of inspiration in movie scores. I
1: wow. work out to Rocky. <laughs> they, uh, j- nice. Joel, Joel, what kind of music
2: do you like? Oh my gosh, I'm all over the I'm all over the map, and everything from mm-hmm. like a Jimmy Buffett to alternative LFMAO. <laughs> oh uh, wow, wow! <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I love old rock. You're like an ad for serious. Um, is is it, um, mm-hmm. the, I like the
2: soundtrack from the movie California California uh, Soul. It's called California. Well, the song's called California Soul. It's from. Um, just, anyway. So yeah. I'm all over the map.
1: Wow. Well, good, that's a, you know, this is a um, uh, time we're going to check our, our inbox, because uh, listeners write in and they tell us uh, a question they'd like answered by the, by the guests, because it is pretty amazing to have people like you, like you on. So if we check our inbox, our producer uh, picks a question that, that comes from a listener, and Grant, what have you got? Well, I'm not
0: sure how relevant this question is, Peter, but of all the stuff we've got this week, I like this one, so we can try this on our guests. <laughs> It's from somebody called Mario Silva, and it's an interesting question. He says All through this recession, Apple has continued to post record profit by making the iPhone and iPad seem like essential must have items. This seems to have a trickle down effect. How much of the hipness factor do you believe you have to give a product or service these days to sell it?
1: Well, you're both, uh, actually, you're both pretty qualified to answer this. Uh, how, do you, how do you get that, that buzz, that hipness factor? Uh, and is, it that, is that very important in the equation?
0: Absolutely. I mean, most of my clients come from social media and just constant talking about it. Most of my clients come from word of mouth too. With my clients going and blasting our name everywhere to all their friends, all their girlfriends. So, absolutely, one hundred percent. We are constantly, like I said earlier, posting all day on our Facebook, Twitter. You know, constantly reminding people, like, hey, we exist. We're here. Like, because if they see it, it's in their minds. They know about us. They're gonna, they're gonna book. The more I post, I notice the more I post on my Facebook fan page all day the more inquiries we get in a day absolutely without a doubt so it's all about letting people see it and creating that like excitement about what we do
1: wow and joel you've got people that uh finding out about Sugary for the first time but you're also trying to keep it keep it very fresh to the the audience you do have how, how do you do it well um i would
2: echo uh courtney's uh comments on social media She she you know has her finger right on the pulse of it um it's really huge um Today we're about 21,000plus fans. Um, we grow about 100, 150 a day or so. Um, but um, to the question of Apple and how, does, how has Apple done it, and, and um, I believe that they're market leaders, and the market leader um, or that has been created by being they' innovators. They're telling the market that th- this is what the future looks like, and so the market is emerging to, aspiring to and aspiring to the experience. And um, that's been kind of in our mission from day one at Sucre. Um, We look to be the foremost experience in the confectionery industry in America. And so um, we think that we will be doing that for many years to come through innovation and by delivering new products to the market. And I think the Mac bubble is going to definitely show that it's going to be a candy of the 21st century.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about that? that
2: Well, um, I'm, I'm I'm not... I'm not allowed to say too much Chris, as well, they say. If I say, muffled your voice like you do on TV, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> But this is what I can say. So imagine a, um, a, a Snickers or a, a bar that you've known out in the market for a long time. And um, this is a macaroon candy, um, a chocolate-enrobed and covered macaroon candy. So it's a French macaroon with chocolate as a candy. Um, it's the, ju- the it's juxtaposition is that if you understand what a Snickers is and you pay, I don't know, what is it, seventy five or eighty five, I think sometimes people might say, you know, I'm not sure if I want that commitment. I know what that candy is from a health reason, whatever the case may be, quality standpoint. It's been there for a long time. I, it, consumer is trending. on the shelf a long time? That well, I don't know about that, list. but, uh, <laughs> the, you know, they're trending issue. to, uh, t- they have a, m- a more sophisticated palate today, and they dark chocolate and so forth. So this is uh, two to three bytes, um, in a f- in a new age kind of capsule. Let's just call it. It might be applesque so to speak. Okay. And, um, and it'll mac- sell for around a dollar sixty nine at, at a register. Mm. And so it really ta- it really does take candy from what how it's traditionally seen in a bag wrapper or whatever on a in a little box on a shelf, into a new type of pop canister and and um, and then cylinder for its, wow. for the candy itself. That is,
1: uh, one, any idea when we'll see this? Um,
2: we expect for it to hit the market in the fourth quarter, and um, it depends on the distribution. But it could start out anywhere from the southern region to a na- from the southern region to a national scope, and it could have a volume of anywhere from five hundred thousand pieces to twenty million pieces over um, five year
1: span. I can't eat half that.
2: That's uh, that's, uh, that's really but it'll be main manufacturing
1: for New, Orl- New Orleans. It'll be a real It'll be manufactured here? It will be manufactured here. Well, that's here. another great part of this. This yes. is uh, Oh, that is that is terrific, Joel. The, uh, if you have a question or a comment, drop it to us on Out to Lunch uh, inbox. Now it's Out to Lunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us on Twitter where At its New Orleans, and uh, this is the part of the show where we usually spend a couple of minutes talking about a a publicly traded company, a larger company in the region. Um, The one I'm going to talk about today is called Powell Industries. They're actually headquartered out of Houston. The students at Tulane and I have been following them uh, for a number of years. And what they do is they measure uh, electricity uh, that goes to whether it's going off to a chemical plant or to an other industrial facility, and as energy gets more and more expensive, it's much more important to be able to monitor how much you're using. Uh, they also do something, there 's stock trades on the NASDAQ, it's POWL, and uh, trades around $38 a share. It's been as low as $27, about as high as $42 a share. Um, they also do something that uh, people relate to, and that is they make these... Uh, portable energy generators that are used on the offshore oil rigs, which is kind of funny because you're out there looking for energy in the Gulf of Mexico or the North Sea, but you still need some place to plug the toaster into, you know, and, um, and uh, that's what they do, and they've been very successful. It's run by a, a guy named Tom Powell, and um, I'm in a stock we followed for uh, for a number of years here. So I wanted to thank both, uh, both Courtney and Joel. This is, I mean, it's great. This is our first Valentine's show, but unquestionably our best Valentine's show. It's uh, Absolutely. And you guys were great. Uh, thanks so much for, for joining us today on Out to Lunch and celebrating, uh, helping us celebrate Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to both of you.
0: Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Too. Thank
1: thanks for having us. Thank you. The, um, my guests today on Out to Lunch have been Joel Dondas, the CEO and founder of Sucre, and Courtney Della Fiora of the Boudoir Vixen. For more information about uh, the B- Dallas boudoir photography and Joel's chocolates, uh, please check the links on our site, itsneworleans.com, and we get a lot of information there. You're going to enjoy that. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs uh, all the music on Out to Lunch. And keep up with us on our continuing adventures in commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook, and you can also follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on iTunes, and check out our other shows on itsneworleans.com, including Happy Hour and Mindset. If you have a question or an issue you'd like brought up on the show, drop us a line at outtolunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us at itsneworleans. Thank you to our friends at WWNO, New Orleans' source for NPR news, and thank you for joining us at lunch today. Until we meet around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Raschuti. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com.